the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. And that means I must be George. Uh, welcome to episode 117 of Crispy Coated Robots. Today we got a special show, Best Fictional Athletes and Joseph. Products made of paper. Products paper made of products. paper that are not paper, that are not like notebook paper or yeah you can't write on paper. it right right i mean i guess you could write on it but it's it's intended to be something else what's and this purpose what is the purpose what is anything's purpose what is <laughs> yes. our what is our purpose our purpose <laughs> is to alert the future of these um cultural things of the late 20th century and 21st century uh to hopefully prevent the big glow the nuclear event that uh, pretty much decimates all of the world, ex- except for like this small portion of Minnesota. Really weird. Um, but uh, yeah. Excited. All right. So let's. Oh, uh, and, and I, I made a point. I've got characters from different sports. Now, do y'all have any? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Overlapping yeah. or because all of my sports are different. All my sports are different, too. Now. OK, so here's uh, yeah, the question. My, oh, no. Well, yeah, kind of. Mine are all cinematic uh, fictional characters. Yeah, so are mine. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, they so did, we're not. They didn't say TV, but I, I went with all movies. All right, uh, so let's let's start okay. with the A topic and paper use of paper. <laughs> and Joseph, what do you got? Okay, uh, you threw me off there, Joe and Jim. So uh, <laughs> you're okay. uh, you're all set up ready to go with uh, your th- fake athlete. This athletes. is a recall back to uh, I believe one of the first episodes I joined you guys on the paper cup. Oh. Is uh is my number five uh invented back in 1910 uh by the individual drinking company of New York. It was formed by Hugh Moore. And uh if you can remember back to that wonderful episode, it, it was to get rid of the common cup, which was a shared cup. Yes, these disgusting yes, yes. individuals right. used to drink from caused all these diseases. So they came up with the paper cup. Yeah, this is Beautiful. my number three. My oh, number wow. three. Paper, paper cup makes cup. it already. So we're going to tell the future about the paper cup once again. My <laughs> number five is the drink holder. And this is 
kind of a cardboard contraption that when you get a bunch of drinks at a fast food place <laughs> uh, and you're trying to drive home with them to your family or maybe you just like a lot of drinks and they're all for you, but it, it houses these things in these little nifty uh, container slots. Uh, so you can drive one handed holding the whole thing because it can still fall over. But uh, you know, I'm usually driving with the left hand holding the drink holder uh, with there. So, and uh, got a, got a family of four. So every slot is occupied in that drink holder for, for the pageants. So, uh, lesson learned, do not drive near George. He's probably right. carrying a tray of drinks. <laughs> at least one tray of drinks at all times. <laughs> Making yes. wild turns. Uh, That's right. <laughs> my number five is pretty simple. When you're bored and you have a piece of paper, what do you do? You make a paper airplane and you can fly around and have. <laughs> That's a product? <laughs> That's not a product. <laughs> it's a product of paper. You have paper. Yeah. And you make a product of paper. It's a paper yeah. airplane. Uh, Jim, I hope I hope they get better because there's no way. <laughs> paper airplane. Uh, one of the most fun games of all time. Paper airplane. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to now our uh, fake athlete. Who you got, Joseph, number five? Uh, Dave Stoller. You all not know who Dave Stoller is? <laughs> uh, apparently uh, not. <laughs> 1979, Breaking Away. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this yeah. is a mile of the cyclist. That's right. What were they called? The Cutters. The they, cutters were the, right. they were the Cutters yeah. of the small town. Dave was a character that dreamed of being part of the elite Italian cyclist in international cycling. And so he gets in this race and he realizes that his obsession uh, throughout the whole movie with this comes sort of to a crashing halt whenever he realizes that the Italian cyclists are jerks and uh, they end up uh, winning their regional race against these. Uh, so it's a good classic, you know, underdog type movie, which a lot of sports movies are like that. Uh, you have uh, uh, Dennis Christopher as Dave Stoller. Uh, Dennis Quaid as Mike. Daniel Stern as Cyril. And Jackie Earl Haley is the yes. moocher. Kelly uh, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the best part in this whole movie Poor for Jack. me, if you guys can remember, is Paul Dooley, who plays the dad. Yes, yes. He's constantly like, I don't get my son. He's just weird. They think <laughs> yeah. he's on drugs. They think all sorts of things because he's just so obsessed with cycling sports. But there you go. Breaking yeah, away. Now, have you ever met an Italian cyclist? Are they jerks? Or is I don't know. I, I can't verify that. Just in the movie, they are. So there you go. All right. So there we go. Breaking away. Dave Stoller is uh, a candidate. George, what is your number five? There, there were a bunch of cycling. Remember Quicksilver? There were a bunch of cycling things. I'm glad that, glad that kind of passed. Honestly, <laughs> uh, got tired of that. Uh, so uh, my number five, Big Earn. Do y'all know Big Earn? Yes, from, Ernie uh, McCracken. Played by Bill Murray in the Farley Brothers 1996 movie Kingpin. Uh, Perfectly slimy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slimy best best Bill Murray, over. so he's charming. Yeah. Oh, best yeah. come over ever. Custom <laughs> bowling ball, greatest comb over in cinematic history. That is true. Uh, McCracken won the Odor Eaters $1 million <laughs> winner take all bowling tournament and uh, declared that he was above the law. He could just buy his way out of anything. Uh, but what's interesting is Bill Murray ad-libbed every line pretty much in that movie. 
he would he would read the script, kind of get a sense for what the scene is, and then he just kind of went native and did did whatever. Uh, but you know that scene that that big finale where uh, Bill Murray uh, when Big Earn bowls three strikes in a row, he really did that. He was that good a bowler, or is that good a bowler? <laughs> and excuse me, <coughs> the crowd. About it. Uh, this is very emotional for me. Uh, <laughs> the crowd, the crowd's reaction is genuine whenever he does that, and they just kind of explode with with uh, applause and everything. That really is for for Bill Murray. Uh, three strikes in a row, and uh, Woody Harrelson. On the other hand, the the main character, the main uh, star of the film. Not so good, and the whole he time, it. <laughs> he, and the whole time, uh, the the Farley brothers said that he got one or two strikes the whole time they were filming it. You know, uh, <laughs> but uh, to play what might have been Jim Carrey was actually the first uh, choice for the role of Ernie McCracken, but uh, they went with Bill Murray, and uh, you know, yeah. an inspiration to comb or comb overs everywhere. This you know? just missed my list. Uh, the, the, the thing I liked about it, and that's a good scene, but the little scenes like at the very beginning when he's kind of be the mentor to Woody Harrelson, they're in a restaurant eating and Woody Harrelson starts eating pudding. He goes, do me a favor, go eat that over there. Come back. <laughs> this is stupid. Like he can't sit at the same table and eat pudding with them. <laughs> you knew he was such a jerk. And then of course he's doing all that work with single mothers. You know how the Fairley brothers play that stuff up, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. little big fake commercial. Yeah. Good, good, good choice there. My number right. five in 1947 faced off against Ted Williams and struck him out at a spring training game only to have his career crumble and fall apart and become the pool oh. cleaner that he is. Morris Buttermaker, the manager of the Bad News Bears, played by Walter Matthau. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie when he's uh, he's out there drinking and he's telling his story about striking out the great Ted Williams, and they show him on the mound all drunk. Throwing it's a the great ball, kids movie, by the way. Th throwing the ball to uh, Engelberg and <laughs> behind the plate. But um, <laughs> it's funny you have a guy, you have a, the the whole transformation arc of it. You have a coach that is just taking the money he used to play baseball, and then realizes you know these kids can't get beat all this way. Let me give him a little bit of advice and actually try to coach. And then you have the great ending with Kelly Lake, you know, getting called out at the end and the bad news bears. The only, the bad thing that happened with Buttermaker, he was so good that all the other sequels didn't have a chance without Walter Matthau. We could yeah. play what if, if they, he would have been in at least one sequel, it would have been uh, great. But yeah. Interestingly, he, he is the heart of that movie. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a reluctant heart, uh, he is the heart of that movie. Great kids movie, though. Great, yes. great. Kids Who do you movie. want me to put in Rudy Stein? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he, he realized he catches himself. The great scene in the movie when he catches himself being like the Vic Morrow character, who's the manager across the way, super competitive. And he catches himself and then he ends up yeah. in the very last inning, you know, Ogilvy, Lupus, you know, <laughs> do they have to play now? <laughs> Uh, so he realizes that he's gone too far himself. And in the end, we have a, that great uh, uh, ending. But Bad News Bears, Morris Buttermaker is my number five. So that's nice. Moving on now to paper products, products of paper or products of paper. paper or just or, or just product. anything you make up that, you know, you make up, up a piece, out of paper. You, yeah. you just crumble up a piece of paper. Oh, that's that's probably, that, 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 no, no. That's one of my. No, no, no. Just, just <laughs> wadded up paper. Joseph, what, what is yours? 
Spitballs. You're ruining my list. Stop it. Uh, (laughs) Joseph. Uh, So this was created in 1903 by the Keys Fiber Company. Later on, the brand was known as Chinette. I'm talking about the paper plate. There you go. The paper plate. Okay. Originally uh, created to hold pies, slices of pie. So there you go. Very nice. Very nice. Well, mine, mine, uh, again, I'm going with actual products, uh, (laughs) not uh, just, you know, spitballing it here. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's the egg carton. Okay. And I know you have styrofoam. That's pulp, isn't it? It's paper. If if you're doing what you're doing, I'm it's pulp I'm of doing, paper. Yes, it's it not is. actually something <laughs> made up. Yeah. Do do we need to go all the way to Egyptian papyrus and how paper is made and you know all of that? It's, it's an egg card. That would be on you the cardboard show. You, you don't have to loss right now. <laughs> <laughs> Styrofoam egg carton. Uh, oh jeez, the cheap shots are starting no. already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not styrofoam. It is the paper cardboard version of it so okay what, what do you got jim wadded up paper okay, so i have a piece of paper right here oh i put it on my head paper hat so uh, like a birthday hat or birthday you can make it out of a newspaper or you could actually buy a paper hat for your birthday but a product of paper birthday hat or paper hat. okay uh <laughs> at, least that, at least that's and a we are moving on <laughs> we are all right moving let's move on, on. Now to the top fictional athlete number four what you got joseph Okay, number four. Uh, this is a fictional character that was actually uh, celebrated for three sports: uh, football, ping pong, and running. Oh, you're going with Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, 1994. <laughs> that's right. Okay, played for Alabama, the University of Alabama, in football. Run, uh, Forrest, he, run. He was the. Uh, international champion at ping pong where he got, you know, uh, his, his endorsements made a bundle of money endorsements. And of course he ran, he played for bear Bryant too. So it's a pretty yeah, good he played for bear Bryant. So there you go. <laughs> Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, George, what's your I, number I love four? that, uh, scene where they, they have to like hold up a sign to tell him to stop or he'll just run right out of the stadium. You know. <laughs> It's great. Uh, George, uh, number four for you. Number four is going to be Paul Crew from The Longest Yard. This is Burt Reynolds, okay, 1974. Uh, and he actually, the character Paul Crew is a former NFL quarterback that goes to jail for stealing his ex-girlfriend's car, and there's a high-speed chase or something. Uh, but anyway, he's forced to put together a team of inmates to play football Against the guards, which is my number two, George, my number two. Oh, excellent. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Albert is a, this awful, um, warden. Okay. And, uh, crew molds a team nicknamed the mean machine. And, um, you know, spoiler, the convict, the, the convicts win, even though Eddie Albert is trying to get Reynolds to, to throw the game because he was kind of known for shaving points uh, in, in the real world, but the whole film was shot on location in a Georgia state prison. And, um, from time to time production was delayed because of the prison uprisings. Uh, so, you know, talk about on location, 
But uh, you have anything to add there, Jimbo? Well, yeah, I mean, the Paul Crew, the, the reason he threatens him and he wants him to lose by 14 points is he's threatened to do, uh, make Burt Reynolds responsible for the death, uh, Paul Crew character responsible for the death of Caretaker, who's played yeah. by James Hampton, who was a inside inmate. Well, like, like kind of like Red in um, Shawshank Redemption could get yeah. anything for the thing. He was the kind of the inside guy. Yeah. So, and then one guy was jealous because of the relationship of Paul Crew and Caretaker, and Caretaker gets killed. Yeah. And they, well, it was intended for for Reynolds' character, and uh, because that, don't they like wire up a bomb? And turn the lights on. Yeah. So yeah. So, but they try to Spoiler. pin it on him, and then he says he's going to go to jail for a longer time. So throw the game by fourteen points, which he tries to do, and the, of course the team turns on him in the game and comes back, and he actually starts playing again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a great, great movie, great comedy. I always love the uh, the uh, uh, throwing the the ball at the guy's crotch over and over again, and, and then of course, <laughs> <laughs> and of course the uh, who was the character. Uh, Richard Keel is in there. Jaws from from uh, yeah yeah he gets he gets he gets his nose broke or whatever or neck <laughs> neck but uh, good stuff. Yeah, Bernadette my Peters number two. As, he broke his beeping neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is Robert Redford as Roy Hobbs in The Natural. Oh. And you have two kind of facts. This movie kind of split completely in half. You have the Hobbs character naturally uh, as a pitcher at the very beginning. And they have a uh, very similar character to Babe Ruth in there, played by Joe Don Baker, who looks Babe Ruthish, known as the Whammer. <laughs> so we have at the beginning, we have um, the Robert Duvall plays a sports writer. And we have this kind of carnivalist competition where Redford's character strikes him out and he gets kind of mixed up with. Barbara Hershey, a, a mystery girl, ends up shooting him. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, returns 15 years later and comes up, uh, you know, works his way back up as a hitter and yeah. has his Wonder Boy bat. And the great thing about this movie is you have <laughs> Wilford Brimley as the manager and you have uh, uh, Richard Farnsworth as the assistant manager <laughs> in this movie. I mean, it, the movie's won already. And then you have Randy Newman's score. Oh, yeah. When. Yeah. When uh, Roy Hobbs hits the the home, the classic home run that blows out the lights, you have that, which is just uh, a great epic, almost uh, slow motion. And yeah, this is my uh, number three. Uh, It's my number two. Oh, wow. wow. You guys. Yeah, I've I've talked enough on it. Go ahead. No, just that that final scene and and slow-mo and the sparks are flying down from from the light and everything. And, And of course, the victory secures Pop's share of the team and the Knights go to the world series. Uh, so yeah, just a epic, epic uh, moment in there with that. But uh, so this is, this is a classic ma- magical realism uh, type type film uh, because there's definitely some, some, you know, magical illusions going on there with, you know, the lightning symbolism and things of that nature in it. You know, every time there's lightning, there's always a, a symbolic change in his life. Something happens that dramatically affects the character and all that. But this is just a good fictional script. You know, uh, it, it's a good good piece of fiction is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, because uh, it does have all the classic hero elements to it. Uh, overcoming the odds. Almost uh, in the sense of a Greek tragedy. Uh, with it. So, Yeah. Number two for me. Nice. Very nice. All right. On now to paper products or products of paper. Or just anything goes, yes. Joseph, what you got? 
Uh, so, uh, 19, oh, 19, 1887, sorry. <laughs> uh, United Kingdom, uh, started, uh, popularizing this particular product there by, uh, having Japanese decorations on it. Uh, and it was sort of a, a, a souvenir kind of thing. I'm talking about the paper napkin. Nice. Uh, it really didn't gain popularity though until the 1950s. Whenever uh, Emily Post finally gave the green light on it and said that it was actually good to use paper paper napkins. Before that, everyone looked down on them and thought that they were cheap and rude things to use. So there you go. Now, paper is napkins. this different from paper towels? Because that's my number two is a paper towel. Is this? It is different. It is okay. different. Okay. Well, then so never mind. Blew your list. All right. Yeah. George, what is, what is your number uh, three? Uh, paper cup. Okay. My number three is popularized in schools and offices across this country. Basically, when they had a sheet of paper to discard, people would roll it up into a ball and create what I call a paper basketball. And you'd throw it and you'd play games against people. I'm not even putting it on the board. I'm not even putting it on the board. (laughs) Hey, law and order boy. Put it on okay. the board. <laughs> All right. Mr. Uh, I don't have, I don't know what nuts are. Put it on a board. Paper <laughs> basketball. Yeah. <laughs> There's more use out of paper basketball than there is at an egg card. <laughs> All right. So there we go. All right. So let's move on now. Actually, that's, that's the midway point, folks. So it's time now for intermission. Thank Amazingly. God. All right. Oh, boy. Really? We have camels today. So. Ladies and gentlemen, camels. Scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like that Star Wars character went. He's lost. Yeah, how much longer are we going with this? (laughs) 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 Oh, it's like Chewbacca. Oh, geez. You know, I think we ought to uh, like issue some kind of card and it has a checklist of all the animals and, and we just kind of go down and cause we had uh what was it a few weeks ago? Um, was it, we had horses, but there was, was it a zebra or something? Uh, like 
I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. They're so memorable. I cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a moment they were kind of like gurgling or something. Then all of a sudden, one of them screamed. That kind of unexpected there. You never know what you're getting on the Crispy Coated Robots, all but right. you know it's going to well, be so crap. Let's, let's go back to the top fictional athletes number three. What you got, Joseph? Okay. You know, uh, like George, uh, I went with different sporting events. So, of course, I'm talking about NASCAR. And there's one movie that, that rates above the rest, which is Talladega Nights, the ballad Ricky of Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Ricky Booby. Uh, Ricky Booby. Here. Now, here, the reason here, why I put this one on fist. there because there are there are actual like a lot of movies about like NASCAR racing and all that, but the reason why I like this one so much is because I think it it does such a great job of not only like encapsulating the the NASCAR culture but America itself. I mean, to the point where you know the 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 rival the enemy is a Frenchman, you know, uh, it's that whole America type attitude kind of thing that they, uh, they sort of poke fun at, but in endearing way, because it's that whole, you know, you gotta be number one because America's number one, America's the best, you know, on top. And, uh, this movie itself is just, I mean, we've talked about so much, you know, on this podcast of how great it is, all the lines out there. So Ricky, Bobby, Ricky, yeah. Booby. <laughs> all right george what is your number three very nice well i'm going all the way back to 1975 for this one to a sci-fi sports dystopian movie directed by norman jewish and rollerball jewish, roll jonathan e and rollerball and uh esquire magazine first published uh, william harrison's short story rollerball murder in 1973, so a couple of years before, and then he later adapted it to the full screenplay. But in the future of 2018, okay, remember this was made <laughs> in 1975. It's always fun to see what the future is going to be like from the past. Um, but corporations have replaced countries. There are no countries, just corporations, and they use this super hyper violent game of called rollerball, which is this crazy roller derby sport. But the teams have motorcycle drivers that the skaters can latch onto the back of the motorcycle and gain momentum as they kind of go around the skating rink. Uh, but the point of the whole thing, the games, it is to reinforce the notion that. It's a team success, thereby they kind of control the populace by showing and demonstrating the futility of being an individual. Success is only achieved through the strength of the team. And tell me if that doesn't sound like some motivational poster in a corporate break room, that whole there is no I in team and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's what these corporations are doing. But there's this one player, Jonathan E., played by the mighty James Kahn at the height of his acting career. He's the team captain and veteran star of the Houston rollerball team, the Houston energy. Uh, and he is so good at the sport. He's kind of become the superstar standout and a uh, complete contradiction of what they're trying to do with these games. So get ready, Jim, Mr. Bartholomew or Bartholomew, uh, the chairman of the energy corporation played by Don Houseman. Yes. He tries to force <laughs> roll a ball. Roll a ball. Say Is Jonathan. the name of the film. 
That's my last <laughs> interruption. Continue, Joe. <laughs> but he tries to get Jimmy Khan to go into retirement, and he just just starts upping the ante on these games. Must retire. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, and anyway, all of his teammates are getting slaughtered. Moon Pie, you know, gets a brain concussion. He's in a coma and all this. Uh, but they keep changing the rules. But uh, the final scene, everybody's dead or severely injured, at least, except Jonathan. The track is on fire. Only one skater is left, Jonathan E., and he hurls that little dented metal ball into the goal, and this is what we hear. They're chanting Jonathan. goes on for 20 minutes by the way make it stop <laughs> there we go and just how the film began with box Takata and fugue in D minor it closes out Jonathan wins. He beats the corporation. You know, of course, I'm sure they kill him like off screen, you know, 10 minutes <laughs> after that in the parking lot. But <laughs> there was a sequel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's what we got. So Jonathan. you didn't like did you, What did you think of the remake? Uh, well, I'm so awful. <laughs> Every everything about it. All right. My number. Did, didn't that have a LL Cool J in it? That right yes. there tells you there's going to be a problem. <laughs> Yeah, when right. LL Cool J is the best thing in your movie, that's a problem. <laughs> my character is from the 1992, and this is my third baseball entry. I just realized that I could do a baseball episode from the 1992 classic movie, A League of Their Own. I'm going with Dottie Henson, played by uh, Gina Davis, the first female on our list today, uh, who is the natural <laughs> catcher, hitter, pretty much the biggest star of the uh, female league that they started because all the men are or. Um, based upon a real character, uh, you know, they, this Cammy, um, I believe Dottie Cammy or something. She played, uh, 10 seasons in the movie. A lot of things changed. Obviously it's not the same character, but Henson only plays one season and retires to be home with her, with her husband played by Bill Pullman, but uh, great, um, interaction with the, the manager with Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, actually, you know, we You're see so him crying in baseball. We see him. He famously. was sort of like it, it, I'm sorry, but he was sorry. The the thing that I had Tom Hanks is that I felt like he was being uh, Buttersworth. I thought he uh, was Morris being Buttermaker. Yeah, Buttermaker. I mean, Buttermaker. Buttersworth. Buttersworth. <laughs> 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 so it's like a movie. Yeah. They call him Buttercrud, Butterworth. They call him everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, really but strange. No, he was like Butterworth. <laughs> he was until until he kind of realized what a good athlete. And you know, remember he comes in like girls don't play baseball, falls asleep during the games, drunk all the time, and then he realized that Gina Davis is a good athlete and kind of gets involved in it. And she kind of is the heart and soul of the movie and, you know, takes her kid sister under her wing because she tells uh, John Lovitz is the scout, you know, <laughs> you don't, you you know, she doesn't come. I don't come. So she comes by default. Uh, so, so do you know who was the original person to be uh, Dottie Henson? No. Deborah Winger. Oh, that's she, right. That's right. she was offered it, but she refused it whenever they attached Madonna to the that's script right. and they, she said that she 
had nothing against Madonna, but she didn't want it to be a Madonna movie. So uh, she she pulled out, and that's when Gina Davis stepped in. Yeah, and she did such a good job. And she's, you know, uh, I believed, <laughs> you know, even if, even if she was had the Woody Harrelson skills, I believed that she could play baseball. And that was the problem with some of these movies. Uh, not so much the fake athletes, but you have uh, Anthony Perkins playing Jimmy Pearsall and Fear Strikes Out, and he, he couldn't swing a bat or throw. <laughs> so <laughs> he cut away all these scenes like, you know, he's kind of like pushing the ball out there. And then they had a, even even Gary Cooper, one of my favorite movies, uh, playing Luke Gehrig and probably the Yankees. They said his swing wasn't very good. So, I mean, and you, you're playing the great. So, for what it's worth, Jimmy Kahn really was skating and rollerball. Yes, he yeah. did a lot of his own stunts. Just but you have the, the greatest, you know, <laughs> play, yeah, you're, you're playing the greatest baseball player of all time. You can't swing the bat. So, it's 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 a problem. Yeah. But Gina Davis well, he had, Luke had all the skills. Disease. You know, guys, musicians, Luke Gehrig's disease, just terrible. You try it twice. You try it a third time and try to get some sort of laugh out of it. George makes an appearance after a couple of episodes. First time we all ignored it, and then he tried to do it again. (laughs) I I demand satisfaction. Just Just George, George. (laughs) the most hated crispy coated robot, right there. That's right. (laughs) Happy doesn't agree with that. Pappy, but, Pappy likes but at least I know hey, what a paper hey, product is. George, George, it's Pappy here. Pappy and George, <laughs> just George. Tuesdays at nine on ABC. Watch <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> is that the spinoff? No, I'm just that, George. No, well, Pappy doesn't <laughs> get his own show. It's called pa- Pappy's pa- Place. Pappy <laughs> does get a spinoff. It lasts eight episodes. <laughs> that's right. That's gets right. canceled <laughs> mid-season. The, the, the spinoff lasts longer than Watch the me, original I'm just George show. and then Pappy's Place right after 9.30. <laughs> Pappy's, <laughs> Pappy's Place. Some minor characters should just stay minor characters. <laughs> that's a different show right that, there. That's actually the tagline. <laughs> minor characters should stay. Minor character. I'm screaming in your face for a half hour like this. <laughs> all right, so uh, uh, all right, so let's now. Aren't you our... grateful to Lou Gehrig for that? Now you know, that's five minutes oh, of comedy man. there off of that one comment. All right, so uh, we're on the number two paper product or product of paper. What you got? So in 1904, this is going to make the list because George and I agree. The paper towel. Uh, this is so, my number one. I had I had to give it respect. Paper towels number one. For okay, me. so three three votes for the paper towel. Let's yep. face it. I mean, this is the utilitarian like maximum opus of all paper products because you can use it for everything. You know, you can use it as a napkin. You clean up stuff after it. You know, uh, let's face it. You can you can like clean up spills. You can. You can you can clean up <laughs> other stuff. I think I think you stalled don't, out, yeah, George. Don't talk. Uh, let, let him keep going. Yeah, uh, yeah. you and, can clean up spills uh, and and wipe off the screen it, of your computer. It's a paper towel. Uh, <laughs> You and whenever you get done with like it, you can bunny. crumble it up. You can toss it in a basket. <laughs> a paper, paper uh, it's a paper towel. <laughs> All right. So that's definitely in George. What is your number two? I, I'm just, well, my number two is paper towels. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want me to tell you what it can do? No, it's, <laughs> we kind of got, we kind of had that covered. Cause I, I've got like 62 bullet points of <laughs> uses for a paper towel. The paper towel was formed. <laughs> and da, da, da. Um, all right. <laughs> you know, did you have anything? Yeah. Go ahead and add something. If you have something to add. I, I would like to, he said other stuff. I would like to probe. And find out other stuff. What exactly is defined? Well, you know, like I eat, etc. 
No, uh, I, I know what and, uh, I know what other stuff means. <laughs> what is the other stuff pertinent to a paper towel? Uh, uh, well, uh, you can put it over food when you cook it in the microwave. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. That's right. That's right. Uh, you could wrap up those biscuits that are frozen and put in the microwave. I, I like to, uh, if you're doing microwave bacon, you can like lay the bacon on top so it sucks up the grease. Mm -hmm. There you go. So it's a sponge. Yep. Yeah, it's a sponge. There you go. All right, George, right. anything else to add to the paper towel? Uh, no, I, th I, I think we pretty much covered it. You know? <laughs> uh, honestly, if, if you get, I do have something. I thought of something. If you get enough of them and kind of fold them in on themselves, if there is not a paper plate, then oh, yeah. you can you can make now you can't put like gravy on it, but say you've got a piece of cake, um, you know, you can you can handle that and then you just wad it up and throw it away. Like it never happened. Okay, very nice. There you go. Not not right. very nice. Very this stupid. Is, this is my best thanks. entry here, folks. Oh, Starting in the elementary schools in the 70s. <sighs> dun, paper dun, dun, football. No, not the <laughs> triangle shaped paper football, which took over elementary school and middle school uh, activities when the teacher wasn't looking or we were told to have homeroom. You would have this triangle football that you would kick in the air and try to make it through with somebody else holding up their field goal. Joseph, are you voting for any of this crap? Your vote, you got to vote, Joseph. You got to vote for the paper football. That was I, the game. okay, Jim. That, that changed how, the game. How do you how do you kick the football? Oh, I just I just kicked it. Hold on. So yeah. So how do you kick it? How do you flick it? It's too Don't much. flick it at me. You can Don't actually do the actual kicking stance of like you pretend like you're like a guy and you go like this, or you can just do the the straight up flick like that. Hey, hey! Don't do that at me. Sorry, sorry. I hit you, didn't I? So there you go. How do you kick it? I I always uh, put it on one point. I I, oh, okay. I, like I rest. Yeah, yeah that's, I that's rest it on point too, yeah. and stood it up and then oh, wow. kicked it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there that's you, go. yeah you get a, you get a lot more lift that that's way. That's some power to that. Okay. So <laughs> guys, I think a lot of, a lot of discussion on that. I think that's definitely consideration of the paper football. Nope. So there's no chance in hell of the paper basketball. Paper football does stand a chance. No. Oh, I, let me let me. All right. This is the same guy who came up with law and order on our last show for every answer. <laughs> same guy who had no nuts for our nut show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, trying well, to be you're creative the, here. Uh, you know, I haven't brought it up in a long time, but the whole hair product thing, you need to get a dictionary and understand. That was an amazing. <laughs> I, I think that, I think the problem is you don't know what the word product means. Nope. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's what it all for my hair, a brush, yeah. a comb yeah. used for my hair. <laughs> that's not associated with hair, a comb or a brush. It's not a pay. It's not a hair. I bought a brush at the store. I'm what am I going to use it? Do I, do I, what do I do? Oh, <laughs> hey, my hair is right here. I'm going to break So, uh, it's now that we're completely product. off of the sorry topic here. I apologize. Can, Let's you, go hey, uh, can, can you apologize? Do you have your apology for the show? Because maybe you can apologize for the hair product show. That's no, that was, show. I was on it. That was not, that was not, I was definitely on that. Every, every product I had related to hair. I know Rush, that one guy, cold. Jason, wrote in and you got excited that he agreed with you. But that guy's probably bald. So, you know, I didn't mean anything. Yeah. I bet you he has a big head of hair that comes down to his shoulders. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, so what is number two for you on the uh, fictional sports? Figures, I'm George. thinking of, I think you're, I think you're right. I, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. 
So, so what, what are here. we doing now? Uh, so uh, I already did my number two, Roy Hobbs, uh, okay. for George in your number two for fictional athletes is yes. Jonathan E from okay. from Rollerball. You want me to go All back? Right. I'll, I'll do. Oh, it did we already do number two? Yeah, well, I guess I got throw it off because Paul Crew is my number two. So okay, yeah. so we're on number one. But but that, that can't be right though because we did the paper products first, and we only have one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> Boy, six, seven, so eight, nine. We only have we only had nine selections, so we should have the number two. So that's three so for us for each. For for my uh, number two, it goes all the way back to 1975, a sci-fi sports dystopian. All right, all right. Uh, it's directed we've, by we've, Norman Jewish. We've, we've We've got the the messed up. Oh the top man! Five okay, so number two uh, for me was Paul Crew Longest Yard. So Joseph, did you have a number two? Was yours Ricky Bobby? Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs. Okay, so so we've done ours. Ours has been done already. So George, yeah. did you did you have a number two that we had said? Is that what yeah. we're missing? Well, no, I, I have a, a number. <laughs> please, two. George, please, so, please tell us what your number two is again. <laughs> so there's a short story by uh, William Harrison. All right, let's, let's from 1973 called the Rollerball <laughs> Murder. He, he, he had a top. He four later today, adapted folks. that to a. All right, so let's go to the number one paper product, Joseph. <laughs> Mine was paper towels. What is yours? Uh, number one, Tim, Jim. How could you not? Number one is toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Come on, Jim. Yeah, I've written many songs about toilet paper. I <laughs> Come on. Like, All right, it gets a vote is... for me. It's an honorable mention okay. for sure. Well, this we, don't, is, uh... we don't need your vote. It's We both agree. That's my number one. Okay, so it was uh, made by Clarence and Irvin Scott. That's right, oh, Scott oh, Paper. Scott. Yeah, uh, on that. But okay, so here's, here's the trivia trivias. We're going to... Uh, we're going to settle a debate that has been around forever. Oh, I it know what was you're about to do. It was it was something that was was was, was done quite well on uh, all in the family, uh, which is how do you put on a roll of toilet paper? Do you put it on the outside coming down or the inside coming down? There's actually a correct way. And it's, there is the a patent, correct way. You're right, George. The patent the patent. Office. Right. That, right. That's you the, okay. See. So that's what I was going to go with yeah. Jim. How do you do it then? Since George and I, I read I the same know. article. It usually is not on the roll. It's usually sitting on the sink. <laughs> well, if he had to put it on, how would you put it on? I would you put it on coming Jim out? Uses, Jim uses paper airplane. Because you remember airplanes. Archie would get upset with meathead yeah. because Archie said to put it on the outside and meathead would put you on the inside. So which way is correct? Mm. Well, I'll just For go all, with the regular way. I'm not sure what, how I have it. I don't really pay that much attention to it. So Jim, take Jim, a side. I, don't, take a side. I, don't, I hey, don't know. Uh, I'll <laughs> say this, Jim, if you guess and guess it correctly, we will put either the, the basketball, the football, or I just the want the paper, paper football to be in there. Well, if if you grab, and who made you, you the guess, boss or anything? We haven't even voted yet. If you guess, no one made you the boss. Of sh no, I'm Shinola. You, I'm <laughs> you don't have any kind of power here, so just shut. I up. have a vote, and that is I know power. I have a vote too. So does Joseph. I will give you my vote if you guess. <laughs> so you correctly. can't say that I'm going to put that in. I am the King George. I'm just George. I I rule. Okay, I do, so I do have power. So if, to sell this, he, because the, the, literally it's almost a 50-50 split. And and people are have quite strong opinions about oh, which horses, way it goes on. The horses there. have come out of this, yeah. But uh, but uh, basically, uh, this probably about ten years ago, someone looked up the original patent 
of uh, the toilet roll, and the patent indicated. Wait, 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 Jim. What's it your pulls guess? Down. Well, yeah, you pull it down, but from the inside or the outside, <laughs> the, the you know, is the roll going out towards the person, or is it inside that you're actually right. pulling? So, so are you it pulling goes out it? towards do the person? Go, do you go mullet style or it, <laughs> mullet uh, style, <laughs> or is it uh, the Beatles? Uh, because shaggy uh, bangs, shaggy bangs style, right? Oh no, the Beatles in the front. Yeah, I guess the yeah. Beatles. Beatles. The, you are correct. The Thank patent you. says oh, paper that you have it. to have right. the roll going on the outside of it. I'm so a man of my word, Jim. I will vote for paper, paper football. football. We're yeah. we're settling that debate uh, <laughs> right now. So uh, the patent says the original intent was to have the roll go on the outside. So there you go. Both George and I have toilet paper as our number one. Towel is our number two. So those are... We I have, have towel. Yeah, I have towels. My number two. Yeah, and my, we have my, cup paper towel in there, my number so. one. Yeah, and paper football unexpectedly makes it in. Yes. Paper football makes it in. One more, maybe birthday hat. We'll get a chance, so we'll have to go and come birthday back. Birthday hat's not bad. Uh, paper basketball. There's no way. No, <laughs> but uh, everybody uses it every day of their life. Paper basketball. Think about it. All right, so <laughs> let's go back to our number one. <laughs> number one. Uh, fictional athlete. So I think we probably have the same one. I'm guessing. I'm Everybody. thinking so too. Joseph, what is yours? Yo, Adrian. 1976, <laughs> Rocky Balboa. That's right. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all we can pay <laughs> for. Tom, thank you, thank you. Wow. We can only pay for eight notes. If you do more than eight notes, we get in trouble. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> you can win, Rock. He'll knock it tomorrow. I mean, yes. let's face it. It's like I could have put what we could have done this show on like Rocky characters. What are yeah, our top yeah. Rocky characters? Because Club you know, Lang is strong. Of course, Apollo Creed is strong. Of course, Drago, you know, you know, yeah, there, there's so many. I mean, even into the whole Creed, you know, yeah. stuff, you know, with it. But uh, this is the ultimate of, of, you know, oh, small guy sport. making oh. a big. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the, the whole backstory with the Chuck Webner and uh, facing Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, that, you know, he was watching the fight and he knocks down Ali in the first round. There's nobody. <laughs> and they made a movie about Chuck Webner. I don't know if you ever saw it with um, um, what's his name? Uh, guy was in Wolverine is, is his brother. What's his name is his brother. Uh, he does all the narration. Uh, oh, Ray oh. Donovan. Ray Donovan. Yeah. Guy. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah, played yeah. Chuck. He played Chuck Webner, and he he has they have Stallone. They have like a Stallone character. Basically, you know, we know the, 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 the Stallone watched the fight. He saw this underdog, and then he got the idea for Rocky. Yeah, pretty much went from there. And, and Rocky, in the first version of the script too, was like super bitter and like super, you know, not as charming as you see in the film. Almost racist to a point. I heard from the first. Uh, wow, for the first script, so softened up the character, made him kind of a you know a lovable palooka, and uh, yeah. here we are. Still the greatest sports movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate underdog. And he made it for under a million bucks and grossed over what? 225 million. Yeah. Uh, over a half a dozen sequels, five decades, uh, you know, still going, going strong, but uh, the Italian stallion, I was so inspired by this movie. And Joseph knows the story that they had a thing called in high school called a forensics meets when you went out and did a play or you just did a, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. So you did a so, play or you did like a scene from a, a, a movie and a, a monologue or some Shakespeare or whatever. And you'd go out and you do this competition. You have like what, Joseph, like seven minutes to do something. So, so yeah. So basically what Jim decided to do there, there are two categories. There's a humorous and a dramatic category, humorous, obviously humorous and tensions. You could do something like Neil Simon, something like that, where it's from a play. Or you can do a dramatic one, right? You know, uh, something something tragic in his thing. So the way it works is that you have beat somebody up. Is that you have is that ten minutes? You have ten minutes to do it. Now it does not have to be a straight monologue, meaning a single character. It can be multiple characters. And the way you do this is that you sort of cheat with angles. In other words, if I'm going to, if 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 I'm looking straight in front of me, and that's twelve o'clock, okay, that could be one character. Then I can have another character slightly angled at two o'clock. Okay, Uh-oh. and so we could have those two conversing with one another, and that can add another character by just having angles. So you can have multiple characters and all that. So he did Jim the whole decides <laughs> to do Rocky. The entire movie. It's the f- it's the whole movie, In and he minutes. does the fighting scenes. So you have to understand, Jim is physically throwing <laughs> punches and then reacting to those punches by. <laughs> Moving his head back and forth, up and down. The judge didn't know what to do with yeah. this. Thing. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. And then uh, my friend TJ, RIP, he came He came all the way after school and rushed there. We was at, It was at a different school to see. He's like, I saw him peeking in the door because this is so ridiculous that I was doing the entire movie. <laughs> I'm doing the whole scene. I'm like, I'm doing Mickey. I'm doing Apollo Creed, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You can't. You, you got to have a manager. That's, a manager. that's where all the fights said. I don't need no manager. Started, you know. Yeah. But you know, look at look at me. Look at this guy right here. Uh, <laughs> fight said, Mick. I don't need no manager. You know, where were you? Stinks in here. No, it stinks in here. I think it was like five minutes where the judge was trying to figure out if Jim was serious or not, because he didn't do this as a humorous. He did it as a dramatic. (laughs) The final scene, I did the whole fight. It was like, call me Mick. (laughs) Adrian. That's how inspired I was. I did a whole one man, 10 minute show. Rocky, the entire film. Not even a scene. Just I could have done a scene. I could have done that whole Mickey and the manager scene, but nope. Did the entire movie. And you I, give, I, I give did them one. their money's worth. That's for sure. I also committed a major sin after they said before, "Hey, don't ask the judges how you did." Right after, how'd I do? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> You're not supposed to ask us that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you go. There's our Rocky story. That's excellent. Um, so, all right. So I think we're all done. Uh, let's go to back to the paper products. We have four paper cut, paper towel. Oh, wait, paper, it's, paper, uh, it's a, it's Joseph's apology time. Oh, so. okay. You apologized for us last time. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have anything to apologize this week. Were that what? perfect? Wow. That's my apology. I'm sorry. Wow. That was short. My omission is I didn't, I didn't, I did. I didn't receive a letter. I think. I think we have everything right. I think our readers only found two omissions in the entire series. So that's pretty good, guys. There's. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Please write us. Tell us what we missed. I'll apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. So. 
onto paper products for a ready paper cup, paper towel, toilet tissue, and paper football. What is next? Drink holder, egg carton, paper, air paper, paper airplane, not paper, air paper, paper plate, birthday hat, paper napkin, and paper oh, basketball. Sorry, I got <laughs> paper, air paper. That sounds like a pretty good product, though. I would want some paper, air paper. Sorry, let me fix it. Okay. <laughs> All right. One more. Where we go? You can, you can tell. I'm going. Really I'm into. going. I'm. I'm saying the paper plate. That's I'm pretty just saying, good. That's a good one. You yeah. know. Yeah, paper plate. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That was easy. All Super right. easy. On now to the top fictional characters. Paul Crew is in there. Roy Hobbs, Rocky Balboa. Two more. What you guys got? I like the breaking away. That was good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Dave Stoller. Yeah. You know, Butterbake is always good. Ricky Bobby's good. Um, Ernie McCracken is my model mention for me too. So, and then oh, I like I Ernie come. McCracken because this is why Ernie McCracken does not have redeemable qualities throughout the movie and doesn't end up respecting the hero in the end. So, yeah. I think as far as a rival is concerned, he's unrepentant and therefore he deserves to be on the list. That's a good one. All right. Uh, I thought that was from uh, Kingpin, but not real quick. Uh, I guess we got Ernie McCracken. I didn't uh, honorable mention for me was air bud. <laughs> oh, Walter, gosh. Walter from the big Lebowski, Walter Sopcheck, uh, and Very good. Uh, the Hanson brothers from uh, Slapshot. I had the Hanson brothers from Slapshot as well. Uh, as honorable mention too. So I had uh, Maggie Fitzgerald from million dollar baby. Yes, that's the only reason why one, she yeah. wasn't on there is because Good. I had a, already had a boxing movie on there, yeah. uh, a boxing hero. I had she, Dottie Henson uh, from yeah. League of Their Own, yeah. so that that there you go. Willie Mays Hayes, oh from uh, Major League, from Major League, yeah. yeah. And Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosier, Hoosiers. Okay. Uh, so those were mine. So I've got uh, two Adam Sandler, uh, Happy Gilmore, Bobby Boucher uh, from Waterboy, Water Boy, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Bliss. Uh, Cavender from Whippet, Ben Stiller as White Goodman in uh, Dodgeball, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then of course Jackie Moon played by Will Ferrell in Semi Pro. <laughs> He's uh, doing that post up scene. <laughs> yeah. The short <laughs> shorts, man. The yeah. short shorts. <laughs> good, stuff. good stuff. So, uh, so wow. we got room so, for one more. So, which McCall Gina Davis was on your list, Joseph, and then uh, she was. Yeah, she, I, I don't mind putting her on there. I know it's another ba- uh, baseball movie, but we have right now we have we have baseball, football, bowling, and boxing. And I you know, do we like, don't have I, any roller skate. Uh, I do like the here. the female inclusion in because we're going to send guys into this to do the thing for that. So, are we going to override George here and say uh, League of Our Own? I'm going to go with League of Their Own because yes. it was on my honorable mention. Who has the power now, George? Take that, <laughs> Take that buddy. <laughs> hey, you got oh. your paper football in there. I voted for your paper football. You got the answer right. All right. Settle down. CrispyCoderRobots.com is where you need to go for all of our shows, our album review information, and much, much more, our science experiments. We also have merchandise still flying off the shelves at CrispyCoderRobots.com. Right? Uh, fall, well, Tom said it's falling off the shelves. Falling off the shelves. We need to but sell it, it. You know, gravity is at work. Uh, you got too so. much, too much merchandise that's just weighing down the shelves. So yeah, well, <laughs> there are those Rubbermaid shelves too. So what do you expect? Yeah, made of paper. <laughs> uh, all right. So there we go. Let's go ahead and send this sucker up. 
Uh, oh, uh, sorry. You got it? Okay, there you go. Okay. And get the shovels and all that good stuff. Um, all right, George, I believe it's... Unless Joseph has any final words, it's, it's all you. Remember, there's always tomorrow. You can't win, oh. Stop. Oh. <laughs> you or can't win, there. George. He'll blow you to tomorrow. <laughs> I think he broke his beeping neck. <laughs> The show is over.